Lesson 13. Thirteenth lesson. My bedroom. Howard the Duck is way raunchier than that movie was. And that movie was pretty raunchy. There's duck tits in that movie. That sounds familiar. Yeah. That was a weird part of my, my life. But back to uh, Burt Reynolds. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, we need to stop getting off track so much. No, it's good. We need to stretch this out. <laughs> I need content to work with. Okay, Burt Reynolds. Um, uh, I was... So, I was talking to her. Uh, she was like... Is it a serious movie? She asked uh, Smoking the if Smoking the Band was a serious movie. I was like, I guess. It's like a comedic drama action-ish movie. I was like, but it I was like, but does anyone really take that movie seriously? I was like, matter of fact, I'll, there's a whole bunch of movies in the 70s that I feel like people don't really take seriously. Uh, and then the light bulb clicked. I was like, oh yeah. There's one Burt Reynolds movie I can think of that's taken seriously, and it's Deliverance. Hmm. Then we got into the top the topic of like the subgenre. Uh, <laughs> He's playing Fire Emblem, everybody. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, the subgenre of uh, it's Pelotonia. I know. <laughs> Of rape revenge movies. Which I love is that a, subgenre. Which is like a like a bigger subgenre in the seventies. Like it's like I can think of a handful of movies. Well, you know I'm a poser. Okay, I Deliverance. Can only think of Last house on the left. Last oh. house on the left. That's the I end of it. On your grave. Um, there is more. Like I I consider Deliverance a rape revenge movie. Shit. Let me see. Let me see. Jesus. Stab the shit out of that guy. Oh, Death Wish, I guess? Yeah. He but wasn't it, the one. But he wasn't the, the one who got raped. It was his daughter. Revenge by proxy. Yeah. See, it's not as like. To me, the movie doesn't feel as intimate when it's not the, the victim getting the revenge. Yeah, that's the good stuff. Oh. But also, I can't. It's hard for me to watch. Uh, uh, some of those movies, like, I Spit on Your Grave was brutal. And I watched that movie when I was, like, 15 or 16 years old. And I, I, I could take horror movies. But I don't know, that that particular subject was just... It was hard to take in. There is- Do you know what isn't technically a rape-revenge movie? But it is a revenge movie of sorts that is... Brutal. Dude, land before time. <laughs> what, the yep. asteroid gets revenge? The, <laughs> do they kill the T-Rex? You my mother! <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Littlefoot. That's fucked up. Alright, take this part out. <laughs> Martyrs. Have I you ever... Know. Oh, dude. 2006 was like... You got your saw? Not, not, I mean, not 2006. The early 2000s was... For sure, it was like the beginning of torture porn for the U.S., but in France, dude, French horror movies were so brutal. You got your martyrs. You got your raw. You, you got your... Um, like ghosts? 
A demon or more? You got, um... Uh, fucking... What is that movie about the guy who is trying to kill this girl the whole movie? Um, High Tension. Oh. I've watched that movie when I was young, probably 13 years old. Imagine thinking you're going to get High Anxiety, the Mel Brooks comedy, <laughs> and getting High Tension instead. Yeah, I remember the first shot with the killer. He's giving himself a blowjob with a severed head. He's just cut the severed... He's just fucking going to town. Like, it, it pans, like, him getting, a, like, an intense blowjob. And then it, like, pans even further down. And you're like, oh, this is just a severed head. <laughs> That's a pretty easy segue, you know. I'd been jotting down... <laughs> yes! Intense European <laughs> cinema, speaking of. I just thought this was cute... Uh, Dogma 95. You familiar with the philosophy of Dogma 95? It's uh, very Spartan filmmaking techniques and very little editing. And it's uh, championed by the likes of Lars von Trier, Harmony Korine, etc. Now... Harmony Korine's... Well, he, I thought he was American. He is, but he, he's made a film that counts, I guess. Okay. <laughs> you have to... It's a manifesto and everything. And you can... I don't know if there's even a like a committee. You have a manifesto? <laughs> Care to elaborate? No, no, that's for my Patreon <laughs> users. But continue. <laughs> so I don't know if there's a Dogma 95 committee or if it's just you submit, you know, your information to Lars von Trier and he says, yeah, it's Dogma. But uh, here is a little description for Lars von Trier's The Idiots. Now, this is the second film to claim the... the it's a... Uh, Dogma number two or something. The Idiots. I've heard of The Idiots. Well, maybe it'll sound more familiar when I... Uh, here's a broad strokes. Uh, a seemingly anti-bourgeois group of adults spend their time seeking their inner idiot to release their inhibitions. They do so by behaving, behaving in public, as if they were developmentally disabled. Ringing any bells? Yeah, I watched um, the sequel to that, The Ringer, with Johnny Knoxville. Right, right, The Ringer, right, right, right. right. <laughs> the, um, <laughs> the American remake. Yeah, the, the American reimagining. <laughs> At night, when I feel tired and sleepy, I go up to my bedroom and switch on the electric light. Speaking of the early 2000s and violence, nothing tops anything we've been talking about, like the Pain Olympics. You've told me about the Pain Olympics, but... I think Eddie's probably also talked about the Pain Olympics. See, Eddie's older than us. He was probably... He's probably, like, well into his teenagers in the early 2000s. I was but a preteen, and you were... A tween, perhaps. Yeah. Um, uh, Pain Olympics. Oh, my God. I remember watching... It was basically, um, some guy said he would give someone X amount of money. It, it could have been like a million dollars, I don't know. Um, a, a, a large sum of money for somebody, uh, for someone who sent in the video of them uh, inflicting the worst type of pain upon themselves. 
Yeah, you know, I was misremembering it. I thought it was a real sort of event with like people gathered around to like run over nails or something. But this, no. this is how they should host the real Olympics. Just send in your video for proof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's probably how it's going to be in 2020. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> oh, uh, the Olympic fields, but like Daniel Tosh is standing in the middle with this little green screen. <laughs> Everybody around the world to send in like uh, their um, uh, like routine on the bars, <laughs> like their like gymnastics routines. <laughs> and he turns the camera too, and then it's just back to internet shit. <laughs> Someone cut off their own penis. After a few minutes, I fall asleep. I sleep the whole night through. Of a movie called Short Bus. I don't think so. It's an American movie with um, real sexy time in it. Um, I liked that movie when I was younger because uh, it wasn't super pretentious. Uh, but um, what I think was most impressive about that movie is that the director's in it, and there's like he has like a like sex scenes in the movie. Like, he, like, has sex with people. And you know this guy, he's just going to be like, you know, I, I just don't think we gave it our all. We're going to shoot this one again. No, 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 no. But do you know what the most impressive part is? What? He's gay. Oh. Yeah. So really, it's the best performance of his life. <laughs> I know. So it's like, and I remember watching an interview of him talking about how, like, he just, like, had to basically get himself erect. Um... Well, there are industry professionals to help you with that. Yeah, and then uh, and then he just he just went at it and like filmed, uh, filmed uh, parts until he like lost his erection and then continued filming something else. It's like um, it's basically just like about like a couple's therapist trying to like help out other couples and weird comedy and sex. It's a f I, I liked it as a teenager. I don't know how much like I would like it now. Uh, I just thought it was like a cool artsy film. Cause, you know, I went to an art school and I liked a couple of pretentious films. Like Short Bus, Gummo, another Haven't speaking of Harmony Korean. <laughs> seen kids. Haven't seen anything else. And I don't really like kids all that much. I'm like, I get it. Drugs and AIDS in the youth. <laughs> Been there, done that. Um, but uh, I liked Gummo as a kid. Again, I don't know if I'd like it now. I coffee and cigarettes too when I was younger. Uh, and I watched that a few months ago. And I gotta say, I like um, I like some of the scenes, like the opening scene with Iggy Pop and Tom Waits. Yeah, gold. <laughs> the scene between a. Uh, Bill Murray and the Wu-Tang Clan, Bill, also gold. Bill motherfucking ghost-busting-ass Murray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is a direct quote from the movie Coffee and Cigarettes. <laughs> if you... When I've dried myself with a towel, I get dressed. Every movie back then, like, there's a lot of comedies. I rewatched Role Models last night. That's only 10, 11 years? Oh, that's like, that's 10 years old, 2009. Um... Woof. <laughs> um, there's 
so many seeds without you. That's fucking gay. Oh, 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 oh. Cute laugh track. Yeah. Oh, Stifler. I don't know that guy's actual name. <laughs> um, I just call him Stifler. Not Paul Rudd. From yeah, yeah, blonde, blondie, from Role Models in American Pie. He, uh, I feel like he was typecast as that character, the the broy douchey playboy who thinks everything is just gay and all and he just loves pussy and beer and stops to think (laughs) pussy (laughs) uh and talking about childhood trauma and my feelings that's fucking gay bro (laughs) do you like our sitting room Yes, I do. Very much. I'm so glad. Everybody does. Because what? It's been like three weeks since we did the podcast. Mm-hmm. I didn't do much, you James. First. I watched him Evangelion. Okay, me first. What did I do? I turned 25. I got a tattoo. I stopped drinking. Um, I got a... As some of you may know, I'm a big fan of the rock band Ween. Uh, and I got their tattoo on my arm. It's my first tattoo ever at 24 years of age. Wait, you said, wait, you said weed? Yeah. Oh, we thought weeder. We thought weeder. Toby tattooed that <laughs> I just got a dick tattooed oh, on my arm. A dick. Just a, just a, a wiener? Like a, like a, just a silly hot like a Frank's, no uh. Yeah. <laughs> Nathan. Nathan. Yeah. But it's like, but it's like a ballpark Franks. Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, exactly. No, no, no. I got the weed leaf (laughs) tattooed on my arm (laughs) (laughs) and I got the number 69 tattooed underneath it. (laughs) And then I got a Bible verse tattooed right uh, (laughs) below my neck. (laughs) But okay. Anyway, um, what else? Oh, I turned twenty five, and and (laughs) that. (laughs) Shut up! Shut up! (laughs) Shut the fuck up! (laughs) You have blessed blessed me with a gift. (laughs) Oh. Uh, my life. Okay. James Soul. <laughs> so I, tr- I drank a lot. I uh, partook in some Wait, activities that I don't think I could. Is it gluten free? I can't eat. I want to punch you. Cheese? Cheese doesn't have gluten. In ah! the dick. Ah! <laughs> I'm gonna punch you I'm in the dick. So hard. <laughs> you are just going. Alright, alright, alright. Right. Dude, oh my, dude god, oh my god, you're annoying me. Just finish your, finish your thing. You know, just, just play my game. Not doing anything wrong. <laughs> so I'm gonna fucking end you. Okay, anyway. So, um. So I partook in some substances that. I later on felt like I was getting too old to partake in. So since then, I decided to take a month off from booze. 
And I'm almost at my second week. Um, and I'm thinking, like, the more I think about it, like, at first I didn't think I was going to be able to do it because I don't know about you people out there listening at home, but I love drinking. Especially, especially when, you know, you work at a minimum wage job, uh, and life just tends to take a big old dump on you when you got stuff like bills, rent, or your significant other breaks up with you, or you get a death in the family. It seems like things, not just like alcohol, but alcohol, cigarettes, food, shopping, those things tend to... Prostitute. Prostitute. <laughs> well, that's those... an income source. <laughs> yeah. Quarter on the dressing table in front of the looking glass, you'll see a hairbrush and comb, a hand mirror, a bottle of scent, and a powder box. Uh, these, of course, don't belong to me, but to my wife. Well, that was a fun one, wasn't it? Hi, I'm Tim, recording a special message for the end of episode 13. We had Phil playing Fire Emblem in the background there. That was fun. Well, hey, feel free to reach out to us. We have a voicemail line, 209-425-2940. And of course, we're on Twitter and YouTube. Team YGBFKM. That's, you gotta be kidding me. This was YGBFKMPOD, and this is Tim signing off. We love you.